Welcome to the other 420. And it's not the 420 you think it is. I'm Sue. And I'm Jill. And our show is about how someone in their 40s and 20s are navigating this crazy world together as Korean American professional women trying to figure out what is happening in our lives. So come join us for the ride. Hello, listeners. I hope everyone had a great week and we are happy to be back. Welcome to, back to the podcast.、Um, we might sound a little tired because, Jill, what did we do right before recording this podcast? We ran a 5K. We did run a 5K. <laughs> That wasn't part of the plan. But I pushed her. I said, You can do it. And the entire time she was, Ugh. I'm tired. Can we walk? But we pushed, and I'm so proud of you for finishing. Yeah, we both decided that in January we wanted to, we do a lot of strength conditioning and we wanted to add some cardio. So we decided to start just running. We don't have a 10K or a half mile or a half, or a half marathon signed up, but we said, you know, we want to make it a regular part of our lives. So I downloaded the Nike Run app. Yeah. And it's our second week、mm-hmm. using it. And we already did some runs. It wasn't bad. And then we said, hey, let's run before we record the podcast. Yeah. And when I looked at the app, it said, today is the 5K. <laughs> and I said, I'm not mentally prepared to run a 5K. But I told you, hey, how much more could we have run if you were mentally prepared? Yes. And you were just telling me that. You came all hot and steamed because you were、uh, upset. You got an argument with your parents, actually. Yeah, so right before I came over to your house, I had gotten in a fight with both of my parents on separate occasions. And so I was pretty kind of, I was just angry, right? And I was full of emotion. And so I was like, let's go run. I want to like blow it all off. But then we talked about it on the run. And even after the run, like I felt much better.、Um, And I'm happy that I was able to leave the situation and kind of have a clear mind because if I was at home, I think it would have caused like a big fight. And I think that's what、um, the exercise has really done for me is that it does clear your mind, it、yeah. does clear your thoughts, it does keep you kind of grounded. Even though I don't like it, I don't understand how anybody can run a full marathon <laughs> or even a half marathon, but it wasn't bad and we survived. It wasn't, but doesn't it make you want to do like sign up for a half marathon? It does, but not until next fall. Why? Well, summer. So I am an extreme heat hater. I hate the heat. Yes, me too. Summer. So I don't want to train in the summer. I think that would be really hard. And then、um, we have a lot of trip, mini trips kind of planned, and we're going to Korea in June. Beginning、yeah. of June, so I don't feel like that's enough time actually. That's true. And for us, springtime with sports is really busy,、mm-hmm. and so I don't think I can make that commitment. And then I don't want to feel stressed out, so I think fall. But that being said, you and I can go on really long runs maybe on the weekend and、yeah. do a 10k on our own, just ten, seven miles or eight miles. Hey, again, I'm just so proud that we were able to do it.、Yeah. Like, I was surprised that we did like three miles and it. It took us what 45 minutes when we're not runners, and we're not running, we not are runner. not runners. Let's not have runners. that out in the air. We are not runners, nor do we run often. And this was only our third time running, so yes, we it was a good run to do to have. And then now we're recording the podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. 
So um, today is actually the hundredth day of school for wow. my kids, which is crazy because school for them is 180 days. So a hundred mm-hmm. of the 180 days is done. So more than halfway. Yeah, and it was interesting. I was telling you this because um, this kind of stirred up the topic for today. So for my daughter, who's in kindergarten, they have to dress up like they're 100 years old. Uh huh. So we bought this really cute outfit on Amazon, which I'm so thankful for Amazon. They <laughs> saved us. They had the little outfit and all the accessories, and it was pretty spot on. Like Jim... Dropped her off today, and he said that she was fully decked out, and she was so happy. She looks so cute in the picture. She did, and she is the type of kid that needs to be fully decked out. Like, she likes to go all out. Mm -hmm. She likes to um, make sure that she is participating fully. Yeah. And so when she came home, she said, I said, oh, how was it? She said, oh, it was good. And then she's like, so-and-so spray painted their hair why couldn't i spray paint their my hair and she had a wig with curlers so it was way more impressive yeah but i think because lots of the kids spray paint because jim said a lot of the kids they dressed kind of normal but they did spray paint their hair Uh and so for her she looked at her friend and was kind of jealous i think Hmm. insecure And so I always, and this isn't the first time she'll say that or kind of bring those things up. And so, and my boys never had that kind of insecurity or just always looking at somebody else. Yeah. So then I think, is it an innately female thing? This idea of insecurity. Yeah. And so we said, why don't we talk about that? Because I think insecurity is also a topic that a lot of women can just relate to no matter what age, right? You can be 10 years old, again, and similar to our mental health episode, right? When you're 10 years old, you can also relate to insecurities. And when you're 60, you can also relate to it. And I think that's something that um, even me, and I think we had this conversation, like you've had times where you dealt with it and there's times when I dealt with it. And sometimes I, I still deal with insecurity. Yeah, and insecurity drives our actions yes we just don't know that we're insecure so for today's episode we want to talk about what does it mean to be insecure at our age what is it why do we think we're insecure yeah and what are we going to do about it but have has there been a time you've been insecure or are there still times that you still face it I know when you asked me this, I was thinking about this. And I think for me, um, insecurity looks different at where I am at that stage Mm -hmm. in life. So when it came, when it comes to work and I don't know why I never felt insecure at work, which is so interesting because I think we talked about Work is one of the key things that are stressors for people and yeah. they feel worried. And I, I come across a lot of people that are always afraid that they're going to lose their job. Mm-hmm. And I even coach you on this and I tell you, hey, young in your career, never be afraid of losing your job. Yeah. Right. It's 
Because if you always are in fear, how are you going to be your best self? And yes, there are chances that you are going to lose your job, but you know what? You'll find another job because you're capable. You have to know that you have the skills, but a lot of people sit in this kind of fear of job loss or just doing something wrong. And for me, I never have that with work, but I did realize, wow, when I was in high school, there were things I were insecure about and in college and in my twenties and my thirties and then now, and they're different things. Okay. So let's start high school. Yeah. Like what were you insecure about in high school? Man, I think even my insecurity started from middle school. And it's all middle school's hard because again, everybody develops at a different age. And like even I remember so my body was like developed really early on. So I had boobs starting from like fifth grade. And you're super skinny. Yeah, and I remember it was like noticeable too because of course like fourth fifth grade like you still wear small tops like tight things but I remember like people would like point it out and my mom would be like you can't wear that I'm like why not and so I have this favorite like it was a spaghetti strap top and I wore it for picture day and I look back look back at it now and I'm like oh my gosh like it was so like evident and I remember feeling super self-conscious thinking Mm like oh do I need to get surgery to like Mm -hmm. get it out because just my body looked different from my friends. And then I think it was like the friends that always I I surrounded myself, but we'd always compare ourselves to like Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens. like, you know, in high school musical and like Ashley Tisdale and Miley Cyrus. And, you know, of course they were so much older than us, but we were say you know they're so pretty their bodies are so amazing like why don't our bodies look like that and so like especially in middle school and in high school I think I was more self-conscious about my body and insecure but I look back at pictures I'm like I look normal you know like honestly I think I was more on the petite side but I'm like to me in my eyes like I did it I looked like a whale but do you think that um you could you would have thought differently if your mom talked to you about it or if you had better mentorship or somebody to talk to about it I think it would have been so beneficial if I had people in my life telling me you know Jill like you are so beautiful the way that you are you know like what makes you unique is you just how like affirming me right but I felt like I didn't really get a lot of that And, you know, I would just compare myself to how, like, others looked. Oh, and I think it's very cultural is that our parents, I mean, you hear this a lot, is that more often than not, we didn't grow up with parents, Korean moms, who were just complimentary. Yeah. It was more of just, um, but we say they're complimentary to their sons. Not so much their daughters. Not so much their daughters. So I see the way that you talk to your daughter, right? You're always like, you know, you're so beautiful. You know, you're so special. Um, And I think I wish I had that kind of growing up. But even though I do that, she still is always looking at another kid or wanting something else. So, or worried about how she's perceived. Hmm. But you're right. Maybe it could be like an innate thing, right? Like, you can, despite the how much you affirm them, like, it could be innate. And I think even for me, like, it was innate. Like, you could tell me, like, how, you know, 
beautiful how pretty i was but still i felt like oh i wasn't skinny enough i wasn't pretty enough so do you think that resonates now i think now i am definitely more confident in like my body and my looks but there's still times when i look at myself in the mirror and i'm like oh there's like this you know or i look at models and people on instagram and tiktok i was like dang i wish i had that body or man, I wish I looked like them or I was pretty like them. And then there's times when that happens, then I get insecure again. And I feel like I fall back into that high school, middle school um, self. Well, and imagine if that's, that's the problem is regardless of our age and where we're at, social media really makes us feel less than or insecure in anything we do. I think for me in high school, and middle school, and I think it's because I moved in middle school, I don't feel like I had strong friendships. So I was insecure in the friendships. Hmm. And I think it's because I went to a school where they a lot of the kids live there and kind of were raised there, so yeah. there weren't new people. Which is funny now because as an adult, I have a lot of friends, and I don't have problems finding friends and being in groups. But in high school, I didn't have... I had friends, but I didn't feel like I had best friends. Yeah. And so for me, it was, I think that was more of, that was what I was insecure about is just Mm. um, who would I kind of hang out with or where would I go? And I think, um, I don't know if now this is why I feel like I have more friends, but it's important to me to have close friends or a lot of friends or include them and I don't know if it's because in high school I didn't have a strong sense of kind of belonging like I had friends but I didn't feel like that connection that I have with as an adult to friends and that made you feel insecure that did because it makes you wonder like if we're going here who am I going to hang out with or if I went here like is there going to be someone that I could talk to in class so I definitely think I blossom more in my 20s socially than I did in high school but you never felt insecure about like your physical body or like physical attributes or anything like that in high school not not really because I don't think like you grew up in the 2000s where I think right where it was more even more where there was it would, there was the internet and there was more things that you can kind of compare yourself to. Yes. And I think when I grew up in high school, there wasn't the internet yet. Yeah. Like very AOL, like dial up <laughs> AOL. So you only kind of saw your immediate group, mm. your immediate group. And so not really. I feel a lot more pressure to be a certain way or look a certain way now than I actually did in high school. Oh. And I think it is because of the internet. Yeah, no, even just, again, going back to that high school musical reference, I was a young kid, and then we would look up to these beautiful girls, and say we would think to ourselves, oh, I want to look like yeah. them, why don't I look like them, right? But again, they were so much older than us, and they had makeup, and they had all the clothes, but you see that on TV, and then you look at yourself in the mirror as a like 10-year-old, 11-year-old, and you're like, ugh, I hate my I hate what I look like because I don't look like them. So it is really hard. And I I would think that I'm more confident now, but I remember watching Singles Inferno 
with the boyfriend, mm-hmm. right? And there was this one scene where they were um, in the pool, and so the guy comes out, you know, in his swimsuit, but then the girl comes out in this like really skimpy like bikini, and I remember being like feeling insecure. Because, you know, like, we were both seeing it, and she's so attractive. She has such an amazing body. And I was like, oh, I don't feel that great about myself. Like, watching this show with my boyfriend and mm-hmm. us seeing, like, an amazingly hot, attractive girl in a you, bikini. Oh. Even though that girl... Like, for me, that doesn't play a factor because I think, well, that's TV. That's not really real. Mm. That's... That's the, you know, that's like movies and television. So that's just how they are. But maybe for you, it's because they're the same age as you. Yeah. So you relate a little bit more. She was my age and she was a student. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh, does he like that? He probably thinks that's a better body than my body. You know, he probably is attracted to that more than me. And so then again, these little thoughts come in my mind and I feel like I revert back to that middle school, high school kind of insecure, like little girl. And it's not, not a feeling that it's good. That's so interesting because for me, I feel like the insecurity comes now ironically yes on how I look Mm -hmm. but how I look as a mom because I see other parents or moms and they're a lot more trendy or a lot more put together yeah and I think how come I'm not like that or how can I be more like that so I don't actually for me that like television and the internet those kinds of things don't influence me or make me feel insecure i think it's when i actually meet real people really yeah Mine's the opposite yeah when i re- meet real people and i see a mom like my friend and they're like stressed so nice or trendy and i think man i wish i was trendy like that or like maybe that's when i feel a little bit like well maybe i need to you know uh, try a little bit harder or think about it. so that's why i said to you i said you know what i'm gonna buy new clothes yeah remember and i'm gonna be a little bit more picky and i think it is because now that the kids are older i have more time to take care of myself Mm. and now i have and then we're also in more social context i feel like we see more people because the kids are older so there's more things that interactions like at school and things those kinds of things so i feel like I need to look nicer because the person next to me and not like I need to lose weight or I need to do this, but just like mm-hmm. look more, have better style, I guess. Is that why I think there was this one time where we were in a setting when we were with other moms and you asked me, hey, do I look like their their age or do I look older? Remember you asked me yeah. that question? Is that why? Well, that the insecurity part but i think it just gives me gauge like where do i fall into this spectrum of moms yeah um because i don't want to seem too old but then i might i'm not that young so where do i fall in this spectrum but yes like i never feel insecure about my work or success or even just how i raise my kids or my house or anything like that but really 
it is more, I think, how I present. Because I notice more, wow, people my age. Because I think when our kids are younger, mm-hmm. we're all trying to survive. Yeah. You know, every when you have two, three, four, five-year-olds, all the moms kind of look all frazzled and look like yeah. spilled things all over their shirts and just trying to survive. Yeah, 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 but yeah. now that the kids are older, you notice that, wow, people put a little bit more effort into how they look. Well, also something that I know from talking to other women in their 30s and 40s, like after they have their kids, they feel very insecure about their bodies, you know, about, oh, I don't look the same as when I did before kids or will I ever get my body back? Is that something that you can relate to or you have talked about with your friend groups? I think the thing that you do realize is, man, like when I look at your body, I'm like, oh, but I had three kids. Like, how can my boobs look better? Well, I have to have surgery. I really will have to Mm. have surgery to have my boobs look different. You have a nice butt. Today, I complimented your butt. Yeah. Well, that's exercise butt. But certain parts (laughs) after you have a kid, you can't get back, like your boobs. And I told you that. Enjoy your boobs now because they just look so different. So different. But I think... Oh, no. But I think it's... When I think insecurity is driven by something that you've experienced or it triggers from the past. So as an adult, so if mm. looks are something that still you remember from when you're little, yeah, you'll hold on to that. Yeah. Whereas looks is not something that I, I really held on to, but maybe it's for me, even though I know as an adult, I have a lot of friends, but maybe from the high school experience it's now like do i need to look a certain way like how i dress or something like Mm -hmm. that in order to kind of fit in no i totally understand i think me being as vulnerable as i can i'm a vain person Mm -hmm. i (laughs) I think you can agree like i am a vain person and i think even from a young age i was pretty vain and so because of that that's why i feel insecure in my looks right um in the way how I, yeah, just how I look, my body and things like that, because I am a vain person. But were you born a vain person? That's a good question. I I feel like my daughter was born, I call her mini you, so I feel like she was born a vain person too. Because I think to be fully honest, from a young age, I think people always said like, oh, like you're so cute, yes, you're so pretty, yes. you know? yes. Like they would always you hear be like, yeah, be like, oh, yeah. like, you know, they always say those things. Yeah. Of course, they were trying to be nice. But growing up and hearing that, it's like but you don't say that to everybody. You only say it to the cute kids. Yep. You're not going to say it to the not cute kids. And so because of that, and maybe also for your daughter, like she is very cute, she you know, and people too, will yeah. tell her mm-hmm. that she's cute and she's pretty. And so maybe because of that, it is ingrained. And so be. And then I ended up being kind of vain. And even now as a 25-year-old, almost 26, sometimes I feel insecure about my looks. And so when I was watching Singles Inferno with the boyfriend, I was like, oh man, she got a nice body. I don't look like that. He probably looks like that. And I was like in a spiral. It makes me think we need to watch what we say to her or what we praise. Yes. How we praise, what we praise. Because if we are praising, wow, that looks so cute on you. Or I like how, or, you know, that's a, you look so pretty wearing that. Yeah. That's what she associates her worth. Yes. Rather than 
you know, you were really smart in doing that or very kind in helping that person. Man. Yeah. So it does make you think we kind of shape how the insecurities. Yeah. And I think at a young age, we need, it's important to empower just our young girls. Like, Hey, you are smart. You know, you are so strong. You're a courageous, like other things. Um, Versus just how we look because then you internalize it and it does become, you know, things like vanity in the future and then more insecurity within that. When I think our community of Korean Americans who are raised by moms, they, for the most part, just from the experiences of my own people I know and my friends, Mm -hmm. saying those things is was really hard for them like validating yeah their daughters and so and maybe even them validating the wrong thing because mm-hmm. i feel like i meet so many women my age who have so much insecurity and you can't even tell because they're successful they're mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. they have went to great colleges they have good jobs but then they feel anxious. So I um, I was at a meeting one time and um, this, my friend, she was presenting on something. She did an amazing job, but um, it was a topic that the audience was not engaged in and it had nothing to do with her. Yeah. Right. And so the next day she calls me and she's like, I know you'll tell me the truth. Did I offend people? Was I just, mm-hmm. you know, what did I present it poorly? I saw people whispering, and I mm-hmm. and I said to her, "It wasn't you." And it kind of took me back because this is a successful woman yeah. who's present, who's had many presentations, who's well respected by her peers and colleagues, and she had to call me because she felt insecure presenting. Yeah, and I wanted to. And I told her it wasn't you at all. And I was surprised because I felt, man, you have this great these great credentials and you're still insecure. That's the thing about insecurity. We internalize it, yeah. right? And sometimes it's we internalize it so much, like so you can't see it to the point where we don't have our insecurities like debilitating us, but still like in certain kind of situations, it does hold us back. Right? And it does affect us and it does affect our behavior. When I think, especially us, we have good jobs on the outside, we're very successful, then we hold on to this imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to be a certain way, but we hold on to that insecurity, whether it is about our job or whether yes. it's about our looks or whether it's about how we raise our kids or our marriage. There is this... Um, that we hide the insecurity. Yeah. Because you don't want to seem weak. Yes. But then there's other times where we are insecure and there's other times we're not insecure. So going back to that singles inferno thing, like then at that moment I felt super insecure. But then there's moments where I'm with the boyfriend. I'm like, oh man, you're so lucky to have yeah. me. I'm so like, I'm so pretty. I'm so hot. Like, man, you're so lucky. But then it's like on and off, right? And so there's days where I feel confident Um, And there's days where I feel good and there's other days where um, I don't feel good, right? And I don't feel my best. Well, we talked about it too. You and I have a certain 
type of personality where we we take on anything we're given and we do it mm-hmm. and we don't wallow in what we have to do whether it's work or personal things and we just fight through it and we talked about do you think that like I wonder Jim do you think I have insecurities he's thinking no 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 and this is the person that should know me the best yeah and he doesn't think that I have insecurities uh-huh so did it surprise you that, that what I just shared yes he it said did yes surprise. yeah and so I think you and I have this type of personality where we talked about this with a boyfriend they don't see us struggle uh-huh maybe we don't outwardly do yeah. it and so they don't realize that we have insecurities. Yeah. And a lot of times I feel like we're expected to be the best daughter, be the best spouse, be the best partner, be the best mom, yeah. be the best employee. So we don't give our time space to be insecure. And then the people around us don't even realize we have those insecurities. Yeah. I remember even sharing my insecurities with a friend and she said, what do you mean? Like, I, I don't understand your insecurities. Why would you ever feel yeah. like that? She was like, if, you know, if I was at your, like, weight, yeah. I would have be so happy. And I'm like, well, it, yeah, it's not like that, you know? And I think when my friends come to me, like, there's an important aspect of just validating it. Yeah. It's like, no, I understand. Um, and you know me, like, in my career field, I think that's all, like, pretty much all what I do is just validating somebody's feelings, yeah. right? And not to like diminish it and say, well, I also have it or, you know, or I have it like worse or yeah. anything like that. It's like your insecurity is your insecurity, you know, and it's completely valid. And so for me, like when I have insecurities, like, and I think I shared with you, you're like, okay. And you just like, listen to it. And I think sometimes that's what I need. Um, and then there's moments where you also like empower me and it helps me kind of overcome those insecurities as well. Well, I think one of the things that we talk about is that person's truth is that person's truth. No yeah. matter if you don't um, agree with it or not or see it differently, it's that person's truth. And it is a fine line of when somebody shows insecurity, you do want to empower them and yeah. say, hey are you looking at these other things? But then also I think you don't want to, Oh, you don't want to diminish it, but you also don't want to say, what about me? Yeah. And that's oftentimes is when someone shares their own insecurity and you look at them and you think, what do you have to be insecure about? You automatically go, well, if I wish I had your X, Y, and Z, um, it is hard to show that empathy towards that person. Yeah. And because of that, I kind of looked online to see, you know, what are kind of top insecurities that women feel. And so some common insecurities that women in all ages feel. The first one is their sexuality, wanting to feel desired and perceived um, as attractive, as beautiful, as sexy. Um, The second one is age. Third one is their weight. Fourth, hair color height and the last one is breast and butt size the hair color is interesting huh with the white hairs i think that's what it is it's 
the grays. We just had a conversation with somebody we knew about, and they went on and on about their gray hair. Yeah. And I don't have that. Luckily for me, I don't have that much gray hair compared to many people my age. But even you, you still make, you still freak out when I, I tell you you have back. some in the back, and then you're like, pull it out, pull it out, yeah. pull it out. I do, yeah. Because it, it, it's a visual sign that you're getting old. So it, I guess that it's so funny, huh? Yeah. But the sexuality, wanting to be desired and perceived and sexy. I blame yeah. the husbands for that. Mm-hmm. And the spouses. Mm-hmm. They need to be a little bit more, Jim. Oh, they need to be a little so bit over. more. We talked about this. They need to be more thoughtful and in their words. In their words, yeah. And the frequency. Yes. Their frequency. And also I think a huge... Um, kind of medium in that is social media because then you see online you're able to see like other people your age you know moms who also had like five thousand kids but then they're walking around in a banging body in a bikini and you're like omg you know that person's sexy but i'm not and so then you compare yourself so social media and i feel like just movies hollywood like it's they always want like the sex they paint you know the woman to be yeah. sexy to be beautiful you know to be young um and that's always not what beautiful is and there are some women that pull it off here yeah but they work out a lot they do a lot of things they spend a lot of time mm-hmm. it was funny because um recently i went out with some friends and so i curled my hair i took a little bit more time or effort and i was leaving and Jim was like, oh, he's like, are you sure you're going out with your friends? Are you going basically like, oh, you're going out with your friends or are you going to see some guy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a nice compliment. Jim. Yeah. That's the first time. That's that was nice. like an actual like compliment <laughs> instead of, oh, you look nice. Yeah. So it is one of those things that makes you realize you do play a part in helping someone not be insecure. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the big part, too. They, they do play a big part. Jim. Jim. Even <laughs> us, right? With our friends. Because um, I had that big ha huh, about what kind of language that I should I start using with my daughter. Mm-hmm. But even with our friends, we talked about this in the mental health episode. What do they need to hear? Yeah. What do they need to hear? And to know that everybody is dealing with some kind of insecurity. And I think the people who you don't think mask it the best are actually the ones that hold on to it probably the worst. For sure, for sure. And then I looked on a different site and they kind of gave top three. And the first one was beauty because I think we were talking about that. Second is relationships. Women often feel insecure and struggle with the idea of being wanted in relationships, feeling unloved, undesired, and it creates an inner conflict. And then they begin to compare themselves to other women. Does that resonate with you? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know me. Yeah. And again, going back to my Enneagram, I'm a type six. All what I want is security. Right. And so when I feel insecure, um, in any relationship, if it's friendship or my relationship, like that's when I kind of struggle and that's when I spiral. Yeah. Which is so funny because for me, I think I'll just find a new relationship. I'll just find a new friendship. And uh-huh. for you, 
you think I, that's the one. I gotta. I gotta hold on. To, yeah. Whereas yeah. me, I think, well, I can just find a new partner. Or I can just find a new friend. No. And we can just move on together. I'm like, no, you're my best friend. Yeah. I'm gonna do everything, everything I can yeah. to keep you in my life to make sure our relationship is good. Um, and I guess yeah, with relationships too, it's like, what can I do to make you make this relationship as strong as it can be but insecurity stems from experiences that we have all had yeah and it goes back to our mental health episode of we need to talk about these things yeah because until you even asked me these questions i didn't really think about it yeah when i first asked you do you have insecurity you said nope yeah and i really had to think about oh what what if i had to take it in times and part like where do I feel the most insecure? And I do think for me, it's like, what am I wearing? What mm. do I, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Less about, not necessarily, because I wouldn't say like looks, like my hair or makeup or things, but more of that. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't even think that was a thing. Yeah. And number three kind of took me aback, intellectual ability. Women fear not being able yeah. to contribute something of value which again should never be the case and this can be even within romantic relationships like with your partner it could be with co-workers in the workplace or it could be with friends and it could be family so intellectual ability I was kind of surprised on that one see that one didn't surprise me because um we've talked about that when you're in a situation where you're at work and you are in a room full of men um, and you're one time you're easily dismissed or you have experience of not being heard. Oh, for sure. You, um, it sticks with you. And the next time you're in that same meeting, you think, do I even say anything? Do mm. I, do I share my voice or will I get dismissed again? And I'm the only woman in this room. Yeah. And so I feel like women are in, especially in the workplace, very insecure depending on the dynamic of the leadership. If you are in a woman, female-run company, it's different. But if you are in a company where all of management is male and you're the one female, you are in this weird position where you are always thinking, what am I going to say in order to really make a presence in this room? Yeah, that's hard. So I can see how that, um, and unfortunately it probably is with higher performing women with yeah. higher jobs. I can, I can only imagine like what that would be like in the corporate world. And you feel that more and more with each kind of ladder that you move up. Yes. And then especially if you're a woman of color, if you're a woman oh, yeah. of color in a room full of male or white males, you are always thinking about, I am the other and how am I going to, um, show and prove my worth and value even though you shouldn't have to but you're put in situations where you feel like you need to yeah and that's when just empowerment is so important to focus on like empowering ourselves empowering our friends and empowering um as many as many women in our lives and i think that's where those daily affirmations work (laughs) i do think that that probably helps a lot of people who need to hear it every day yeah who don't have friends or a close friend that they can connect to that gives them that validation and affirmation yeah and hopefully this episode also kind of empowered you and affirmed you um our listeners and know that you are 
so amazing all of our listeners so beautiful so strong so smart um so yeah and we hope that everybody has a great week and we are all gonna uh walk away with this from this episode thinking about ways in which we can some affirm somebody else yeah let's affirm each other okay okay uh right now or later throughout the week throughout the week (laughs) throughout the week Jim, Jim, you can affirmation, Jim. How about you work on affirming us? Yeah. Okay. So we hope everybody has a great week.